residential lighting specialist to our residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, executive editor of Residential Tech Today. This week, Frank Stearns joins us from Southern California, where he is the president of the Polk Audio and Definitive Technology brands for Sound United. Frank is back to discuss why Polk and DT's recent launches have been significant in the evolution of these highly respected loudspeaker brands. And I hope to have him share some industry predictions for 2022. Hey, Frank, great to see you again. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, Jeremy. Likewise, great to see you too. Well, before we get into our discussion of new products and tech trends, um, it's been a little while since we've chatted. It, it was uh, back in February when we uh, first joined each other on the podcast, and uh, that was right as you were getting started in your in your new role there. So uh, how was your summer? Did you get to travel or have you just been busy launching new products? No, no, no. We have been so busy. Um, you know, obviously two brands, ton of work, a lot of stuff going on and, uh, emerging from COVID and getting back to the office. Um, we just, it's just been like all hands on deck, just, just going a million miles an hour, but it's been really, really fun. Um, well, lots well, of great. stuff going on. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you enjoy what you do, that's, uh, that, that's, that's, uh, great thing. And, and obviously you'll get there where you kind of level off maybe and things will, <laughs> calm down in our in our world the craziness and and back to doing some fun stuff too outside of the uh office but um i i did i've been watching a lot of press releases come in from from the two brands that that uh you're president of now and um it looks obviously like i said been very busy when you came into your role it was very early on when i spoke to you but when you became president of definitive technology and polk and you assessed the brands under your guidance Generally speaking, what did you note uh, back in early 2021 that were the strengths of those brands and, and maybe what needs or wants there were for them? Well, it, clearly these are two iconic brands. Um, Polk will celebrate its 50th anniversary next year. Uh, Definitive is 30 years old. So these are brands with long and strong histories and um and other things. One of the things that I did very soon after taking over for both brands is to reassess what we call the brand charter. So mm -hmm. we actually produce documents for each brand that talk about um, the DNA of the brand, the key mission of the brand, the customers that the brand targets, what the brand is all about, what the brand's product roadmap will be, what the brand's channel and marketing strategies will be. So the first thing we did for each brand was to revisit the charter. And in some cases, mostly in the definitive case, we made some pretty substantial changes to the charter. Mm. In, the, in the poll case, um, we just refined the charter. And one of the things that, that is important to me for these brands is that they keep their distinct identity. And, and frankly, they're focused on different consumers and different markets, different geographies and different segments of the market. It really wouldn't make sense to have two brands and, and homogenize them and, and make them the same because then you really only need one brand. So I want each brand to stay in its lane. I want each brand to focus on what it's good at. And so the first thing we did was rewrite the charters. So, so that took us a few months. And then from there, we start to implement those charters 
some of which is launching products that were in development, some of which is defining new products or new markets that we're moving into. So we've been very busy with that for both brands. How much did the resurgence of people staying at home, obviously that was underway when you were, when you took over, but uh, it just, uh, the continued trend of people investing, reinvesting in their homes during the pandemic and right after things started to kind of go back online. Um, and, and even I've heard a lot of just anecdotal conversations from dealers about the dedicated home theater kind of seeing a resurgence because of day and day film releases because the cinema is not reopening and um, and just people wanting to have like a, a cocooning or whatever you want to call it yeah. at home. So how did that, ach- did, did it change what you were doing, uh, give you more incentive to do uh, more home theater type speakers? Um, yes, that's a great question, Jeremy. And, and the answer is more than cocooning from my point of view. You know, one of the reasons, you know my background, obviously, yeah. seven years at Sony in AV Specialty and CI and instrumental in launching 4K TVs, bigger screen sizes, 75, 85, 100-inch TV. One of the, the things that's going on even before COVID is televisions are getting bigger and less mm-hmm. expensive, and more and more people are enjoying a bigger TV experience. Add to that the streaming wars and the fact of over-the-top TV or internet TV as opposed to cable TV, and you've got Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and Apple and Disney and Peacock and everyone else introducing movie streaming services. And at the same time, you've got a flight to quality because networks are getting bigger and faster. So even before COVID, at least personally, one of the reasons I joined Sound United and got back on the audio side is I, I saw this audio resurgence coming, hmm. um, certainly for streaming theater and streaming multi-channel and immersive sound, but also on the audio side, um, you look at Amazon HD or Apple Music uh, and all the high-res services of streaming audio. So for me, it looked like this was an optimum time to get back to my audio roots because you had convenience and quality coming together. Now you add COVID and everybody staying at home and, and first run movies being introduced at home instead of in the cinema. So now you've got another layer of demand generation on top of what would have been a really strong demand, which is, which is what's happening. So, so now fast forward 18 months since original COVID lockdown, people are starting to get back to other things, but they're still investing in their home theater and their audio loudspeakers um, because of the quality. So, so I don't, and Sound United doesn't think that that trend is ever going to go back to what it was, and it's not all COVID-driven. Okay. Very good. Yeah. That, that's interesting to hear because it's, it's hard to sort of like keep track of when things start changing from a, um, from a product um, development standpoint. And I know the timelines for you to get product to market are long. So it's not like you just decided nine months ago, hey, we're, let's do more home theater speakers. You've had to have made that plan ahead of time so that yeah. you've got product yeah, now, exactly. clearly. Um, another common 
com- conversation topic uh, whenever I'm at an event, and and there have been a couple, fortunately, lately. Um, are the chip shortages at w- one hand, and then just supply chain delays on the other with uh, with manufacturing? So, how much of those two things affected your ability to get products out? Uh, are you pretty well stocked up on everything you need? Uh, the answer is both. We are well stocked up, but we are not able to meet the extraordinary demand that we have. Hmm. So our business, uh, both of my brands are up solid double digits, but still have significant back orders um, based on logistics. Moreover, um, things like chips, everybody knows there's a chip shortage. There, there's also a spot market for chips. So for example, uh, I was just dealing with a situation yesterday where I have a product um, that uses four chips and um, ordinarily those chips cost uh, 82 cents. Um, but now those chips are 300 days out to get in line to get those chips. But to maintain production, I can buy those chips on the spot market for $4.92 times four. So I've got a $16 cost up to meet my production schedule. So, so these are the challenges that we work through every day, um, which we saw this coming pretty early on. And we went out and bought up every chip we could find. We bought a year's worth of chips, which has enabled us to, to meet the double digit growth. But we, we still could do more because not everyone was able to go buy up a bunch of chips. Um, so so that's, that's been a challenge. And then logistics has been a huge challenge. Uh, I don't know if you've been following, but, you know, we're in Southern California and in Long Beach and uh, San Pedro, biggest ports in the U.S. There are 60 something container ships lined up off the coast of of Southern California. Um, And I just did a drive down the coast and you can see the ships like stretching for miles and miles and miles. And we calculated there was something like $35 $35 billion worth of goods sitting on boats waiting to get to the harbor. Um, that has made it very difficult to plan the business. Um, yeah. We get product, but what used to take us three weeks now is seven to nine weeks for the product to show up, uh, which makes it hard to plan. Remind me now, and, and those who may not follow exactly what's going on there, is it... Um, lack of uh, people to unload ships and in the docks there uh, that that slows down the process why are they backlogged it's it's pretty complicated and i'm not even sure i completely understand it but it it starts with covid started in china china was shut down they couldn't produce Um, then when they got back up and running uh, u.s shut down couldn't receive containers. So, so the, the ships were in the wrong place. Hmm. Um, so then you've got empty containers where you need full containers and full containers where you need empty containers. And then things start to reopen and production cranks back up, but the containers aren't in the right place. So it backs up at the port. Then there's a COVID scare in, uh, in China and it shuts down the biggest port in China. So then they can't process anything more at China, then it opens back up and they process again. And then it shuts down in the U S and they can't receive. And pretty soon everything's just, just all messed up and in the wrong places. Now you add to that with, um, 
people being stuck at home having if they if they they move to jobs where they can do zoom calls and they still have paychecks coming in now they have money because they're not going out for dinner they're not traveling they start to buy stuff and it compounds the problem because now we have extra demand uh, and then we have government stimulus on top of it where people are getting checks some of which uh, goes to buy goods maybe a sound bar or maybe some headphones and that further increases the demand and 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 so you've got a lot of unbalance in the supply chain. It's pretty complicated, but it's it's been like nothing I've ever seen in my career. And as a manufacturer, uh, maybe wrong with what I heard about this, you can actually track kind of in a GPS sort of way where shipments are on on ships. Is this correct? If you have a certain uh, order that you know is coming, and you can see it out on yeah. on the water. Yeah. In fact, we hired. We hired a team of people just to track the ships. Hmm. Yeah, that's what they do all day long. Excuse I heard me. heard an anecdote that I got, I cannot remember who told me this that they actually had a a ship sink at some point that someone <laughs> said that they actually yeah. saw their supply that like it just it's still there but it's at the bottom. <laughs> there was yeah it's it's just like um, you know usually operations supply chain is boring. <laughs> but it hasn't been boring. Yeah, I had seven containers of Polk product that were on a ship out of the Orient that got stuck in a storm off of Japan and lost a bunch of containers off the side of the ship. And oh. yeah, we had containers on that boat. I also had 12 containers on the ship that got stuck in the Suez Canal. Oh, okay, great. Um, which we we got those. Uh, <laughs> finally, it got to Amsterdam. Um but four months after they were supposed to arrive. Oh, so man. yeah, you, you name it. It's been, it's just been a, a crazy time, unpredictable, crazy time. Well, I, I, I want to move on from, from sort of general um, supply chain and other trends to more about the brands that you represent and the products that, that you're coming out with. Uh, so um, after the break, Frank Stearns and I will continue our conversation on these specifics about uh, Sound United's Polk Audio and Definitive Technology Brands. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Ultraco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, and I'm talking with Frank Stearns, president of Polk Audio and Definitive Technology. Uh, the Sound United brands, uh, great loudspeaker products. Uh, so, Frank, you and I talked in general. You started telling me a little bit about the difference in the brands that you represent, um, Polk Audio and Definitive Technology. Maybe uh, start starting with Definitive Technology, a brand that is, you said, 30 years old. Um, and yeah. I heard you recently say in an interview that it had gotten a little off track in recent years in terms of its mission or it's, it's, uh, what was the term you used in terms of the, 
direction you want to go with a brand? Yeah, I mean, we use the the term ethos or brand DNA or or brand vision. Yeah. Um, so, so what 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 did what did you mean by by kind of like getting away from its roots, maybe? Um, and, so, and, definitive um, was founded to create high performance, um, high technology, and high value products, and um, has done really well. Has a great track record of that has really unique and novel technologies in the service of, of fa- fantastic sound. But over the past, um, you know, five years or so, the brand started to kind of reimagine itself as more luxury goods as opposed to performance goods. Um, and, and I want to take the brand back to its roots. So to me, the brand definitive technology is about Performance, first of all, thrilling experiences delivered through great products, engineered with innovative innovative technologies that deliver experiences. And I see the brand playing in six distinct product categories, home theater, systems, and speaker components, uh, two-channel or premium audio speakers and components, premium subwoofers, premium soundbars with Heos built in, architectural in-ceiling, in-wall, and on-wall speakers, and outdoor products. And my plan is to bring the brand back to its roots there and to keep reinventing technologies to deliver on that mission of performance and thrilling experiences around those those six product categories. So we've spent a lot of time um, reimagining the product plan. I'm, I'm thrilled to say I'm bringing back some of the old Niles team to work on some pretty cool new, new in-wall, in-ceiling, and on-wall designs. Um, we're, we're, we've started, and I'm very excited about what we're working on. Uh, we introduced our first Heos-enabled soundbar called the Studio 3D Mini, which has been a big hit for the brand. And, and obviously, putting Heos in a soundbar um, gives you all the music streaming features as well as, as TV streaming features. So you get high-res music through your soundbar, uh, as well as a great-sounding small soundbar. And, and being definitive, it's got awesome bass and dynamics and it presents a sound that is just big and thrilling and dynamic. So it's been a, a great product for us, as has uh, an entirely new line of subwoofers we call the Descend series. Uh, we introduced four models from $500 to $1,800 um, that have a unique definitive architecture um, that we call 3XR. It takes an active driver that fires from the front, and two passive drivers of the same size as the active that fire from the side. So it gives you essentially three times the radiating area of a, of a single subwoofer. So our 8-inch sub puts out as much bass as a traditional 10, our 10 like a 12, our 12 like a 15, and our 15 like double 18s. I mean, the, the output is just amazing. And we've launched all four of those products as of um, September. We started shipping the 12 and the 15. Um, 
So lots of cool stuff going on at, at Definitive and, and lots more stuff coming uh, next year as well. So to clarify, um, you're, you're talking, you use the word premium, so it's still a very high-end product, but it, as opposed to what you were saying, luxury was the focus. So um, was it that the products were going to too far, too high in price point sort of uh, yeah. before? Yeah. So um, when we wrote the brand charters, one of the things we said is the brand will be aspirational, but not elitist. Hmm. So think of it in terms of, I'll use a car analogy. Um, um, a supercar, a McLaren is aspirational, but it's not approachable for mo- most people. Mm-hmm. But a, a BMW is a performance product that's also uh, attainable. So so we want to focus, I want to focus the brand more towards BMW as opposed to Bugatti mm-hmm. um, and make stuff that's, that's about performance, it's about tech, but it's not so out of reach to be, um, you know, a, a tiny market. Right. So, and I think we definitive was starting to move too far towards, you know, the supercar as opposed to the performance car. So so that's that's the plan is to bring it back and and make it about performance. And when you talk about the descend um subwoofers and the way that you have the the ability to expand basically what they do um with that design that you described the 3XR architecture that that's kind of a case in point of performance, right? Something that you can do in a unique design. That yeah, gets exactly. More out of a it's performance and technology. I mean, we call it yeah. definitive technology. So, employing novel technologies in the service of thrilling experiences through premium products. So, we don't make a $99 subwoofer. The first model starts at $500, which isn't super expensive, um, but it's as cheap as we can make something perform. Yeah. Uh, and we go up to just under two thousand dollars, which again isn't isn't crazy, um, but it's still solidly in the performance camp, right? So, and, and, and as you look at other categories within Definitive Sline, um, I, I as far as I understand it, with loudspeakers, you you're able to make improvements. You can change your philosophy, like you're describing, but you can also look at new materials that are available, um, better bracing techniques. I've, I've seen that described yeah. for the cabinets, uh, even software modeling, just it improves, right? You can f- figure out ways to detect things that would be a flaw, maybe in a design ways to fine tune things that you maybe couldn't do before. The, are these the types of things that you look at as far as improving and, and well, launching new products? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Cause that gets back to this brand charter I was talking about. So, Polk's brand charter, and since its founding 50 years ago, has always been about making the most affordable, great sound possible. We say everybody deserves great sound at a great price. So Polk's mission is to, wherever it competes, and it competes uh, from you know broad price ranges, to make something that sounds really great in, in spite of the cost. Um, Definitives is about technology and performance and less about cost. So 
one of the things that we do at Polk is we look for ways to get the most performance, the most bang for the buck. Hmm. Definitive, we look for ways to create new technologies in service of great sound. So Definitive does things like um, the 3XR architecture for the subwoofers I was talking about, or bipolar technology where sound radiates out of the front and the back at the same time to create a huge soundstage, where Polk looks at ways to take a material that may not be the most expensive material, but get better sound out of it. So Mm. Polk recently introduced a line of products we call the Reserve Series, which uses technology originally developed for the flagship legend and it has a cone material we call a turbine cone which is essentially a polypropylene cone which is reasonably cost effective but vacuum formed in a specific shape in order to reinforce that cone to get enhanced performance from a material that's not outrageously expensive Hmm. we could start out and take something like beryllium which yeah. is super hard to work with and super expensive and make it sound great. But it's much harder to take something affordable and figure out how to make it also sound great without making it more expensive. So that's Polk's ethos. And we use modern techniques. We use laser interferometry to measure cabinets and breakup modes. We use anechoic chambers. We use a, a number of... Um, finite element analysis models to to computer model ways to make the speakers better without making them more expensive. And on the DT side, we look at new emerging technologies, signal processing, streaming technologies, HEOS, um, bipolar, sound out of the front and back, GANFET amplifiers to create thrilling experiences by employing technology. So the brands have different reasons to exist, different target consumers, uh, and different value propositions. So, so yes, that's that's how we employ our engineering. So you mentioned uh, Polk's reserve line. You also have uh, recently uh, introduced both the Signature Elite and the Monitor XT. Um, can yeah. you kind of just differentiate what those the differences are between those yeah. two? Yeah. So you know, back to the charter. So if Definitive is about um, performance and technology, Polk is about great sound for all. Mm-hmm. And in fact, we're working on a campaign for the 50th anniversary we call Great Sound for All. We think of it as the democratization of sound. So whether you're an audiophile or you're just getting started, whether you're a CEO or a college student on a budget, whether it's for your home or for your car or for your boat or on the go or your home theater or, or a, a system in your den, Polk makes a broad offering of products for multiple use cases at multiple performance levels with the underlying unifying factor being the best sound in its class at the price. So this year, Polk redid almost its entire component uh, loudspeaker line. We started two years ago with Legend, which was the flagship. Earlier this year, we introduced Reserve which takes the technology from legend and makes it more affordable. Then we introduce Signature Elite, which is our middle range line, and Monitor XT, which is our entry level line. Now it's it's not cheap product, but Monitor XT is designed to be an affordable entry into 
home theater, Dolby Atmos, and high-res audio. Uh, it's got bookshelf speakers. It's got multiple center channels, multiple floor standings, speakers, height module, and subwoofers. So mix and match any configuration to create a very affordable, best-in-class home theater uh, experience uh, at a reasonable cost. Step up to Signature Elite, where we improve on the cabinets. Uh, we spend more money into shapes and sizes and cosmetic appeals, some more money on crossovers, drivers, tweeters, etc. This is solidly in the middle of value and performance. Step up to Reserve, where we give you the flagship technology um, at a reasonable price, obviously more expensive than the other two lines, but still compared to what you would have to spend for that level of sound, it's orders of magnitude less expensive than competitors. And in fact, was was awarded an EISA award, um, best home theater speaker for 2021. Um, and it's got rave reviews, you know, all over YouTube and everywhere else. And then Legend, which is the flagship, which is, is still, um, you know, very affordable for, for what, for the sound quality it produces and full SDA arrays and just, you know, amazing experiences. So, so Polk has been really busy this year, rebuilding, reassorting its entire component speaker, speaker lineup. Give us a sense. I know it's hard to put numbers on everything, but if you're going with this value story or uh, affordability kind of story with Polk, um, as you step through these different lines, um, can you can you round off a number and say this is what it would cost for a Dolby Atmos um, just for the hardware, or, you know, for the speakers? I know it's there's installation, there's there's um, you know receivers yeah. and things, but um, just do like a round number for the family to to put a uh, system I'm, together. I'm doing the math in my head. MXT, you could do an Atmos system for under two grand that performs. Signature Elite, you're looking at um, three to four grand for a, a full blown, I mean, mm -hmm. great system. Reserve, you're probably between five and six. And we're talking centers, floor standing, towers in the front, uh, bookshelves in the rear, plus height modules and sub. So a full, a full theater package. Uh, reserve, you. Uh, six or eight and then legend about 10. That's a really nice range. Yeah. And, and it is very attainable, um, at both ends, frankly. Um, that, that's, that's great. So, um, and, and the, the challenge is now you've got these products coming out and, uh, obviously it would have been great to be at Cedia. Uh, I was able to make it, make it in, but, uh, not very many folks were there, obviously, um, what are the new challenges in terms of just getting the word out and getting in front of folks to do demos and things in the dealer side? Oh boy, that's a great question too. Um, obviously we all wanted to go to CDA and we were disappointed that we couldn't, you know, for me, I've, I went to the first CDA. So CDA has always been a, a special show to me, um, professionally, obviously, but personally, uh, you know, there's so many friends in the industry that I, was looking forward to, to catch up with. Um, it's been a real challenge last year. You know, so for example, we introduced definitive introduced a, a speaker, a fantastic speaker, um, 
was was given Speaker of the Year um, called Demand Series. And we were not able to get out and do in-person demos uh, for dealers. So we never really got the product launched. Um, so one of the plans we had at Cedia was to relaunch the product, and then we couldn't go to Cedia. So it, it has disrupted the marketing quite a bit. We are now getting back out on the road and do demos. So in fact, in demand, we've got um, a push on to relaunch that product now that we can we can get out and talk to dealers in person. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been difficult for sure. Um, yeah, so you're you're seeing those double double digit uh, increases in existing things that people the dealers are familiar with the product lines that that are uh, your retailers are familiar with. I'm assuming as opposed to now the new stuff, you just need to kind of get that in their hands and understand what what the advantages are and that sort of thing. Yeah, the the challenge for for me has been with new lines and new products that are really cool to get out in front of people and make the demonstrations that open people's eyes. So mm-hmm. we can obviously talk about the product, we can do press release, we can create advertisements, but there's there's nothing like getting a demo and having the salesperson or me come out and sit down and say, I wanna tell you about this and I wanna show you what we did, why we did, how it's better, and, and I'll prove it to you um, because then you see people's eyes light up. Mm. Um, and that's very powerful. One of the things we have done is to build in our new offices in Carlsbad, uh, completely built out demo showrooms where we've got product installed and our intention is to bring people into San Diego uh, and make those demos uh, at headquarters. Okay. So, and soon we'll be, we'll be doing that. Okay, great. Well, you, you mentioned that you felt like the, um, the, the home theater and investment in entertainment spaces is going to continue uh, to 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 be a thing and to um, be strong. Um, I, I've heard a lot about the outdoor category as well because folks were spending maybe some of their vacation budgets on creating their own little home uh, vacation uh, outdoors. Are you? Um, I know you mentioned in the d- definitive conversation investment in outdoor. So there's plans to get that up and running as well, I would imagine, for next the next year um, development. Yeah, um, I, I can't let the cat out of the bag too much, but we are very aware of the growth in, we are very aware of growth in outdoor. We have ideas of ways to take products that have not been indoor outdoor and make them indoor outdoor. And I don't mm. want to say too much more than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's pretty, there's pretty cool stuff on the roadmap that I'm very excited about. Um, I can kind of, kind of read between the lines. I mean, I've seen, we've gone from where you have essentially hidden speakers, patio speakers, that sort of thing, distributed audio in the outdoors to really recreating that theater almost in, in the outdoor space as well. So I can see where you catering to that, making something yeah. that, that is weatherproof would be great. Um, any other thoughts as you look ahead for 2022, as far as industry predictions? Um, I, 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 you've kind of already hit on the fact that we're going to 
stay the course here with things going really well. And hopefully the supply chain just kind of catches up. But uh, any other thoughts before we wrap up about what, what you're looking ahead for? Um, I think we're going to have choppy waters in supply through at least the middle of 2022. Mm-hmm. So we're going to see products in and out of stock. We're going to see deliveries that may be late. And we're going to see um, increasing prices until at least the supply situation uh, gets better. Because, you know, just for example, I used to pay $3,000 for a container load of product. Now, in some cases, we're paying $20,000 for that same container. So that's not going to go away in the short term, but it should go away next year. In terms of demand, I don't see it slowing down. I see people will continue to invest in sound throughout their house. They're, they're going to invest in CI and custom install. They're going to invest in home theater again, whether that's a, a premium sound bar in a, in a secondary room or a full-blown Atmos theater um, or a dedicated theater with a projector or a 100-inch television. Um, that's not going to slow down. You're going to have more and more first-run movies come into the house. You're going to have more and more streaming services and binge watching of Netflix and Hulu and Amazon's buying MGM, that's only going to get more competitive and there's going to be more content to watch. Um, And then you're going to get more uh, object oriented sound in theaters, but also in audio. So you've Mm -hmm. got Sony's 3d audio, you've got Apple uh, delivering streaming audio in immersive sounds. And you're going to get lots more, three-dimensional audio, even not connected to video. Uh, I think it's the golden age for, for audio. I think we're, we're, you know, COVID notwithstanding, we're got strong demand and it's going to be here for a while. I don't see it going away. Well, I, I, I think that obviously there's challenges ahead, but there are definitely reasons for optimism and, and continued growth in business. So that's great to hear. Thanks for for that insight, Frank, I know it's hard to get out the crystal ball and exactly predict um, what's up ahead. There are so many surprises these days, but thanks for that. And thanks for taking the time out to chat today. Yeah, my pleasure, Jeremy. Always enjoy it. Frank Stearns is the president of the Polk Audio and Definitive Technology brands for Sound United. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast and consider rating and reviewing us on your favorite platform. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, resitechtoday.com, where you can subscribe to the bi-monthly print and digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential, residential tech talks, lighting specialist, art residential, 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 residential,